Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their multicultural mess and secular scam. Hello my friends, I hope you are having a great time. It is the weekend and the weekend is always fantastic. Well, some of you might not be on the weekend, but the weekend is here and as we all know, weekends are great. So, um... I hope you're having a great time wherever you are. Uh, thank you for your support and for joining me today. And it's going to be a fantastic day, a fantastic podcast. And we are going to touch on something different. Unfortunately for us, uh, there have been a couple of Javans, I think five, who have been who have been killed and lives have been taken away because... <clears throat> Uh, these Javans were killed in a terrorist ambush in Kashmir. I think it's the Punch Valley, I'm not sure. But uh, look, um, by Islamic uh, Kashmiri, uh, Islamic Pakistani terrorists, okay? Invaders, jihadis, gorillas, whatever you want to call them, um, crusaders, Islamic crusaders, uh, whatever label you want to give them, okay? So uh, let's start by saying, you know, my apologies and my sorrow to their families who are going through this terrible time and the loss of their loved ones and, and the trauma that they've gone through. These people have put their lives on the line to secure our country, to help our children, to, to safeguard our interests, and they have put their lines, lives on the lines for us. And it's important to take this time out uh, a couple of minutes today or maybe more and spare a thought for these Javans and our soldiers who've put their, who've, who sacrificed their lives so that we could be free. And, and um, you know, if you do know who they are, offer their condolences uh, to their families and maybe have a collect for their families, um, GoFundMe collect for their families who will be who will be lost without their salary, without their love, without their without their energy and 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 any any type of energy given to them, any type of support given to them will be really. Um, you know, really appreciated. Um, and it's important to take this time out to understand what's going on, where we're going on, where we're going with this, how can we change, how can we make this junction into an intellectual laboratory, and how can we heal, how can we contribute to healing that we may not, that this may that's, that this may go away or this may die down or, or we can find solutions to the problem. So that was the first thing I want to say. Uh, I don't live in India, but I know living there, I was very secure. Uh, I never realized how much of sacrifice people made for us. And I want to take this time to say to all those who gave up their lives in the years gone by for the Indian Republic, for the people of this land, we say thank you. Thank you to you. Thank you for being there for us when we needed you for the most. Thank you for your, for um, putting up with us even with our, even through our silence, even by not getting anything in return. And we acknowledge your sacrifice. We acknowledge the sacrifice of your children, your families, and we hope that they may heal and they may resurrect and they may be proud of you. And we are proud of them. We are proud of your families and we are grateful to your families. And that is the message I want to send out to the energies of the people, their souls who are looking down upon us. And uh, may they forgive us for our trespass is that that we have not been um, uh, um we have not been you know people who have taken our responsibility to heal um, and and 
and you know heal our wounds and so that we need soldiers to protect our borders and make up for our um, you know gaps and our inconveniences and and what we have we have put our soldiers to so we apologize for that but to their families I say thank you for your sons and thank you for their children and the lives that they've given us so uh, on this day um, I want to also talk about why this is going on Okay, so Pakistan, a country that was once land that belonged to India, has now broken off because they said that they were, um, they said that, uh, you know, the Muslims were being affected, okay, which was a lie. We know then, back then it was a lie. We know now, right now, it was a lie. It was rhetoric, a narrative that was created to run an agenda. Okay, whatever, whoever's wrong, everyone in that situation, in that situation was wrong. Gandhi was wrong, Nehru was wrong, uh, Jinnah was wrong, the British were wrong, the Punjabis led their, in their establishment was wrong. Everyone was wrong. They never uh, budged in, and they never, uh, you know, they could not come to an agreement to share power and we lost out on it. And coming from a family, I'm a grandchild of partition. Uh, my parents came to it, My one of my parents. And look, I understand the trauma it went through, but it's over. Uh, the bottom line is, you know, two separate countries are not going to change anything because we're still a metaphysical field. We're still on the same continent, but you have to understand our energies, our frequencies. We are not individual units as we think we are. We are currents and waves. The currents don't stop, and the energies don't stop. And if you haven't taken out the garbage from the ocean, the garbage is going to go back with the next wave and it's going to come back again with the same garbage and probably even more. And on its journey, it's going to kill more animals, sea fish and things like that. Like that, we are cosmic currents. If we do not remove the garbage from our minds, the negativity, the the rhetoric, the ignorance, we are still going to emit those same negative frequencies. We are going to clash the same way and we're going to go from there. So, say, so there are two points, okay? Everyone's wrong in a junction. Everyone's wrong. Say India's wrong. We give, take hypothetically India's wrong. That's fine. Pakistan is also wrong. Pakistan is also wrong. So what is this, wh who is this Pakistan and why is it wrong even after having so much of, uh, you know, issues, they are coming down, their economy has collapsed, they've got nothing left in the tank, they've got no food for the people, but they have money for jihad. So we are in the month of Ramadan. Uh, we just celebrated Eid yesterday. It was a joy of life. Uh, it was the best month. You should not be using violence. Why did they come to this point uh, that they are using violence in the month of Ramadan? Because I don't think um, that those people unfortunately were killed during the month of Ramadan. So they don't, you know, they're still in, involving in violence. Why? To save the, the to save the Kashmiris? The Kashmiris are not having a problem, okay? How, in how do they know what the Kashmiris are going through in, in, in the Indian side? The Indian side has a lot better Kashmir than the Pakistani-occupied Kashmir. Look, and I'm not saying this just as an Indian, okay? Because, uh, like I said, my parents came through through Sindh, through Karachi, through, uh, through Partition. So they've been born and brought up on the other side. And I consider myself as much as Sindhi as, as much as Indian, um... 
much as you know, I Pakistani heritage, and I and I don't harbor any animosity to them. I'm grateful to this land for giving up my ancestors everything they gave us, um, and and really, I I hope that we. I, I wish for peace, and that's why I do podcasts, to heal, to take out, give the best of the knowledge possible, and to heal in my in, in your own way, with knowledge, because through knowledge we can all heal, we can stop the violence, we can have conversations, and we can move on. So why is that that Pakistan has not stopped being uh, violent? And this is not just Kashmir, okay? We know that in 1947, six weeks after independence, uh, they came through and they in they use the um, tribals on the ground to in in, in invade Kashmir uh, because Kashmir at that point was under the rule of the Dogra king um, and they invaded this land to capture it from them okay they failed they got one half and they failed uh, it, this is not all they have been they have invaded uh, kalat which is a part of the uh, uh, kalat is is part of baluchistan and and they made baluchistan part of of pakistan under under knife under a knife uh, so they threaten the rulers of of kalat which are fellow muslims they are not allowed to do that to fellow muslims they cannot be violent to fellow muslims but you know this is exactly what the point is, they're using, they've used violence against fellow Muslims. Then they invaded, uh, they, they invaded 60, 65 war went on. Okay, that was an issue. Again, they were invading us. Uh, and we know they have admitted that the 65 war was their invasion. They had the war in 1970, 71 in Bangladesh, formerly East Pakistan, they had a genocide over there. Then they came here to, then afterwards, uh, was it 62, 65? Then it was um, 1999 Kargil, okay? It hasn't stopped. They have invested all their energies on war. Of course, after 71, to, to camouflage their loss and to divert attention to deflect attention they send baluch feisters into into afghanistan to say oh there's a there's a problem in baluchistan we need to send the army there to save our baluch brothers because they know they had to save face if the army was not going to protect the, the pakistan the army was the result of of this being killed of of people being killed of if the army is responsible for the loss of Pakistani territory. What is the use of the army? So people were angry uh, and people wanted to get rid of the army. So they had to make themselves useful. They had to show that they had use. So like they send the tribals into Kashmir, they also send Baluch tribals from Pakistan into Afghanistan. Okay, And they created a diversion. They created a diversion saying, oh, well, the Baluch brothers are being invaded by um, by Russia, which was not the case back then. Russia themselves said, no, we are not invading. Uh, the Americans said, no, we are not invading. I mean, Russia said, well, what do we care about Pakistan and Afghanistan? At that point, they were not interested. Okay. Um, they went to the Americans even verified and says no the the Russians are not invading what are you talking about but they created this tension only to get the uh, the attention of uh, the Americans uh, and to to get get the attention of the Afghans and the Russians so that they would create turbulence the Russia 
they knew Afghanistan was weak. Afghanistan would have to go to Russia to help, and Russia would invade and say, "See, see, we told you we are invading. They are invading." But the tension, the turbulence, was created by them. So this is their um, this is their narrative, and this is their uh, sidekick all the time. They create the tension. They write the fire. When there's smoke, they say, "See, see, see, it's the problem." They did the same thing in uh, in Godra in 2002. Who you think that the the, the the, who do you think the um, the issue the lit the trains on fire? Okay, um, the people behind the bench, people behind in bars, are Muslims uh, of the Congress Raj. Okay, Congress was losing power, but these people are run by the are brainwashed. They're extremists in the Congress wing, and the extremists. Um, brainwashed by the mullahs. The mullahs and tullahs in India are all connected with the mullahs and tullahs in Pakistan. So they get uh, they get uh, enough of narrative training, enough of money, enough of financing from these uh, from the ISI. Um, they're moles basically in India for the Pakistani ISI. You, we know that. We know that very clearly. We know that the church, the the the, the priests in the church in India are moles for for the Vatican. We know that too. Uh, I mean, it, it's not new. It's 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 very much out there. The priests are not pro India. They are against India. They're they're only to disrupt India and disrupt the the and create. Um, change the demographics on the ground and they're getting their orders from the Vatican. Similarly, the mullahs and tullahs uh, are getting their, their orders from Pakistani ISI. We know that in India, okay? The bottom line is uh, they created the, lit the fire, lit the train on fire in Godra because they knew they were going to get a reaction. They wanted to incite a reaction and so they created the, the 2002 riots and then when the riots happened they said, see, 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 this is Hindu. They did the same thing in 1984. Um, 1984 was incited by Pakistani ISI. They, they funded the terrorists, they funded these extremists, uh, Khalistan extremists. They set them into the Golden Temple. They knew very well that the Golden Temple was going to be lit on fire. They wanted it to be lit on fire. They wanted the war. They wanted to start a war and so they blew up all over the world so they'd have a worldwide audience of what is going on. Otherwise, no one would care. And then we, here we come. And then after when the Indians did re reciprocate, uh, they said, see, 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 the Indians are bad. It's a Hindu genocide, Hindu genocide. But at the, in the end of the day, you killed Sikhs. You are a genocidal person. Oh, yeah, you're a genocidal people. You're a genocidal country. Uh, you have no, you're caste, you're Dalit, you are fascist. So they, they did everything to lay the foundation for the narrative. Then they created the narrative. And once the narrative is created, now they say, oh, we are victims. So this is the entire cycle. This is their uh, rule book, how they created their toolkit, how they create the cycle over and over again. Now, you say, okay, you want to create this narrative, but at the same time, you have to run your country. Okay, because this narrative is not going to put food on your table. The narrative is not going to fill your bank account. It's going to fill your exchequer, uh, your balance of payments, your trade. It's not going to do that. It's not going to pay for the education. It's not going to pay for anything. At one point, you have to pay for this. If you do not have economics, you don't have a country. You do not have reason to exist. What is the problem here? Um, 
When is it that you're going to understand that without economics, you don't have a reason to exist? Uh, your narrative is not economics. Narratives don't help. Uh, well, narratives did not help the Mughal Empire. The Mughal Empire came down. Narratives did not help the Delhi Sultanate. The Delhi Sultanate came down. Narratives did not help the Arabs who invaded. The Arabs came down. What is it that they don't understand cycle after cycle after cycle that they've got a problem? They're not investing in narratives. They are they're not in investing in, in uh, economics. They are investing in narratives and they are failing miserably. When are you going to understand that? So Today, we're, we're only 15 minutes in this podcast, but it's very simple. Then the problem is the ideology. The ideology is, is absolutely there to give them uh, the boost to do what they're doing and to, uh, because their goal in life as, 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 Christ, as Muslims, just like the goal in life of the Christian ecosystem, is to remove evil of the world. Their root cause for all of this is to remove evil from the world because they believe in Adam and Eve. And this is narrative. I'm giving you the narrative and then you take it and apply it. Okay. So the, God created them through Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve, God created the heaven, the earth, the moon, the stars, and six days. On the seventh day, he and, the, and man, and the seventh day, if I'm not mistaken, he they, he uh, rested. Okay, uh, or maybe man was created afterwards. I don't remember exactly, but uh, he created the earth, the moon, the stars, and then after that, after that, I think he created man. Now he needed to give man a companion, so he created women. So he created Eve, and he told Eve. Um, the story of Adam and Eve, that don't eat, there's an apple tr tree, do not eat the apple from the tree. Eve ate the apple from the tree. And because Eve ate the apple from the tree, she was bad, she's cursed, she's a sinner, and God punished them and sent them to hell. So now, because they're in uh, hell, means they send, they send Adam and Eve to to earth to be tested to be cleansed of their sins to be to be to reinvent themselves and as long as they follow god's laws they will invent themselves okay and reinvent themselves they will go to heaven now if they do not do that they will go to hell so god Obviously, God couldn't do anything about them. I mean, this nonsense rhetoric of I am the truth, the way, the life. I can, I've made the heaven, the earth, the stars, and I cannot even control man and woman is absolutely hideous. Uh, but yet, for some reason, the story is there because of some people who were absolutely ignorant. And they've made it into 3,005 years of ideology. And people say, you cannot challenge it because... Uh, it's, you know, it's hate speech. Well, it's not. It is a narrative and you have to challenge it and say, it doesn't make sense or not. So here is a narrative. Um, the goal of Adam and Eve and the descendants uh, was to be tested, to be truthful again, to avoid sin. And, and finally, God would take them to heaven. Now, they didn't do that. So God sent the Jews and the, it didn't work. God sent the Christians. It didn't work. God sent the Muslims. It didn't work. I mean, of course, God has said this is the last there is no going to be no other religion after them. Muhammad is the last prophet. And uh, now they all need to listen to Islam. And the goal of this ideology and similar ideologies of Abraham is to cleanse the world of all evil. So they are on a, a mission 
They have been on a mission for 3,000 years to get rid of every single evildoer on the planet. And even to do that, you have to kill people. Okay, so this is the basis of the ideology. If they do not listen to you, if they do not submit to you, if they do not believe in you, the, their goal is to convince you. And if you're not convinced, they have every right to kill you. And that is exactly what the ideology is. So that's why their history is based, Abrahamic history, and I'm telling you this because I'm an ex-Christian, Abrahamic history is about get getting rid of the evil doers the sinners of this planet so it doesn't matter if you give them their own country their goal is to to rid the world of all evil the first thing of ridding the world is all evil is getting people to say the shahada for muslims and be baptized for christians now it doesn't matter that christians are fighting christians uh muslims are fighting muslims but the bottom line is that they have to uh, cancel all all Muslim, all non-Muslims and all non-Christians in this world, and for Jews also to cancel all Jew, non-Jews in this world. But <clears throat> they're not so much into it. For them, it's only Israel. Jerusalem has to be pure, and only then the Messiah will come back. And they're more, they're more concerned about Israel. They're not really concerned about the bulk of the world. So you don't see them proselytizing, although they have started now because Jews are, the amount of Jews um, have gone down because of the Holocaust. So you see Jews proselytizing even in India, but it's not something that's done on a great scale. Anyway, uh, the goal of Abrahamic ideology, specifically Christians and, and, and Muslims, is to rid the world of evil sinners and only then will they all go to heaven. So the more kufar you kill, the more pagans you kill, the more you will go to heaven. So they are getting brownie points for killing these Javans. They don't really care. Uh, they're getting all these brownie points. Um, that is very important to understand. Once they kill all these people, doesn't matter if they don't have a country, doesn't matter if they don't have economics, doesn't matter if they don't kill, e they're not, they're killing each other, they will go to heaven because they've killed the kufar. They've killed, they've rid the world of the kufar. This is how in, in disgusting this, um, this ideology is. Now, it can be taken out of, of context. So I give you an example right here, okay? Um, it says here in Surah 9, 121 and 122, and whenever they make a donation, small or large, across a valley in Allah's cause, it is written to their credit so that Allah may grant them the best reward of what you do. So you have to make donations, all the time donations, small or large, uh, across the valley in Allah's cause, it will be written to their credit. So that's why they're giving zakat, that's why they're giving money. You see this is the month of Ramadan and there's money all about the place. Everyone's asking for money, they're saying this is Ramzan, um, please give money, this is Ramzan, please give money, you must giving money 
money and this month it will will Allah will double it and triple it and you will get more credit in Jannat so it doesn't matter over here where you know people are dying but in Jannat you're going to get more money so this is the time to help our brothers and sisters and you see these ads going all about the, the place on YouTube and here's another one however it is not necessary for all believers to march forth at all at once only a party from each group should march on leaving the rest to gain religious knowledge then enlighten their people when they return to them so that they do that they too may be aware of evil for all believers fight the disbelievers around you and let them fight in firmness uh, in you and no Allah is mindful of all of them so their goal is to clean off the non-believers disbelievers from this planet so that means they have to contribute with money okay once they contribute with money uh, it doesn't matter you know so all the zakat and all where's it going do you really think it's going to the people i mean 1400 years and the bulk of of muslims are below the poverty line okay why because the money that's going for zakat is not really going for zakat is going for jihad okay because jihad is a way of of going to heaven jihad is a way of clear of becoming rich uh doesn't matter if your economics is on the ground doesn't matter if your country is gone going down you will go, even if you die of hunger which obviously in this modern world they don't want to show you but they'll say oh no we're doing everything to feed you everything to uh, help you uh, we're going to build a well we're going to build this we're going to build that we're going to give them food uh, we're doing donations we're doing charity um, this is the same for Christianity okay really uh, I'm, I'm not just uh, go forcing you on Islam but anyway we're talking about Kashmir at this point of time and here is the ideology so they give they're asking you for to give money and and they're saying you very clearly it's 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 not necessary that all believers march that means the whole planet doesn't have to march to kill the disbelievers just a small part of you have to march which is why we have these jihadis doing the the hard work um and and leave the rest to gain religious knowledge so while the rest are being brainwashed in their in their homes and in their religious institutions to pray pray oh save us from the disbelievers save us from the disbelievers pray 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 and the money that they're praying, the money that they're giving is not really going to, um, to feeding the poor. It's going for this jihad. That's why there's always a constant source of income. All this halal, all this jihad, all this zakat, where is it going? Why is Pakistan coming down when they have this constant source of zakat? I mean, you, you're collecting zakat all the time. You should have been, they should have enough money to invest it in social causes, small social causes, small schools, uh, schools, um, uh, not just schools, uh, you know, um, water, running water, um, homes, build homes for these, these people, one at a time. I mean, even if you build one home at a time, one family gets a home, fine. In, in one village, you build other one. The other village, you build another. Over time, you'll build houses for everyone because you're giving zakat and zakat is so much of money. But you still don't have money. Where is it going? It's going for jihad. Why is it going for jihad? Because it is incumbent upon them and it says so in Sahih al-Nasi, uh, 
Nasai Book of Jihad, that's the Hadith. Um, and you can go to Quran.com for this. Hadith number 3097 in the Sunnah. Whoever dies without fighting, he dies in one of the branches of hypocrisy. That means you have to go to jihad. You have to, you have to, um, kill people. You have to take away the disbelievers. And who is the biggest of the disbelievers? The, um, the, um, uh, the, the kufar and the mushrik. Who are the kufar and the mushrik? Well, the Hindus. We are pagans. We are kufar. Uh, we are idolaters. And they are, their duty is to kill the idolaters. And that is why we, they have invested in jihad instead of investing in economics. And we've been saying for so long, you know, look, stop your violence. And we will invest, we, we will do business with you. We will run economics with you. We will trade in goods and services. That's how, that's how we will, that's how countries have lived. That's how, that's what, how people have gone on. Civilization has gone on. Because we don't have everything in our country for, for everyone. And just like every other country, we grow certain things. We don't grow other things. And similarly, in, 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 uh, in Pakistan, they grow certain things. We grow certain things. But we are a big market. They are a big market. And we can do so much together. Instead, they have concentrated on jihad, on war, violence, because the Quran and the Hadith tell them it is incumbent upon you to march forth um, and, 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 uh, and fight the disbelievers. Um, this, is, this is their duty. So after coming... Even in the month of Ramzan, when they are being trained, to, when they're being praying for for health, they're being pay, praying for peace. At one side of the peace, there is these worse. There are these people who believe that yes, God has told them that if you if you go to heaven without fighting jihad, then you are uh, going. Then you are. Uh, you will die in one of the branches of hypocrisy. So they don't want to die in hypocrisy. They are better off doing jihad and dying um, anyway and killing kufr so they get brownie points. When they die, they're, going, they're not going to die in hypocrisy. They're going to go straight to Jannat. They're not going to Jannam. And that's why Pakistan is failing because their investment is not in economics. It's an IT international terrorism, which is called... Um, which is actually guerrilla warfare. It's been going on for 1,400 plus years. Now you say, well, other countries are doing this, uh, doing better. Why can't, um, why can't Pakistan? Well, you look, even, even uh, Turkey, you think, look at Turkey. Um, if, if you look at Turkey, you'll see, oh, it's so nice in the front. But Turkey's money, okay, Turkey's money, is going to fight war. They just fought a war in, in Armenia, and, and they won with Azerbaijan, okay? They took away land. Why are they, why are they fighting? They killed, in less than three months, I think, they killed 5,000 people. 5,000 people died, and no one asked the question. No one lifted their fingers. 5,000 Christian died. Where did all these, you know, these big Christian countries, did they say anything? They all invested in talking about India, how Christians are going to die in India. Well, the Christians are dying in Armenia. No one lifted their hand. No one lifted their voice. Not one person, because they didn't care. They, 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 they all, they 
don't care. They care more about the pagans. Once you're Christians, once you're Abrahamic, even if you die, no one cares about you because at the end of the day, they have said they've done their duty. They have converted you and now they're going to heaven and you're going to heaven and it's okay. Even if it's hypocrisy, if it's absolute ridiculous ignorance, it doesn't matter. You've converted to Christianity. Now, once you die, no one cares about you. Who cares? Just die. But converting the pagans because it is it is indoctrinated in their head in their heaven in their head that the goal of Jesus is more important than their life the goal of of um, Allah is more important than that in their life they have to do what Allah wants even if it's at its their own um, uh, failure if they are failing it's okay so literally you know, you say, well, oh my God, poor thing, these 60,000 people in, in Turkey died with earthquake. Yes. Why did it happen? Because you took away someone's life, someone will take away your life. Life will come and take your life and double and triple. So they, they invested in war instead of making peace. Okay. In, in Armenia, they made war. They killed the people for land. Who took away their land? Well, guess what? Life came and took away their land. Life came and gave them an earthquake and people died. Did they invest in, in, in good housing? No. They know that they've not invested in good housing, but they're more interested in this jihad. And then they'll say, of course, you open the Quran and they'll say, well, you know, um, uh, they, they will say... Um, but, you know, this is the worst for war. We are not at war anymore. Yes, when you look at Quran chapter 9, okay, uh, verses, um, uh, you've got verses 120 over here. Um, and you, it, it's a verse for, it's the, the context is the worst in, um, the context is the worst it is a context of of arabia okay and it says you very clearly it is not proper for proper for people of medina and nomadic arabs around them to avoid marching with a messenger of allah or to prefer their own lives above his so they're saying it doesn't matter what you want doesn't matter that you're dying as long as allah gets his uh his deeds and it, you wipe off the earth of all evil that's most important so it was not proper for the people of medina and nomadic arabs around them to avoid watch marching with the messenger of allah or to prefer their own lives above his now, that is because when they suffer from thirst fatigue or hunger in the cause of allah or tread on on a territory unnerving and the unnerving the disbelievers or inflict any loss on the enemy it is written to their credit as a good deed surely allah never discounts uh, the reward of um do uh, good doers um and the next verse, that was 9.120. This is verse 9.121. Whenever anyone makes a donation, small or large, across a valley in Allah's cause. So he's particularly talking about a context in the desert of Arabia, which is 7th seven, century desert of Arabia. But they don't want to listen. They have taken this and it applies to the whole world. And it says here clearly, it's more important the, the, the message of Allah than their own lives. They can suffer in thirst and fatigue but they're doing it for Allah it's good so 
that is why they're producing so many children, millions and millions and millions. You go to Turkey during the earthquake, you see Syrian refugees. Why were the Syrian refugees there with so many children? I mean, the war is going on for 10 years now, 11 years or 12 years. And these people have left Syria as young people. They got married in refugee camps. They have children in refugee camps. And now their children are dying in refugee camps. But you see them, they don't have one and two children. They have five, six, seven children. And you're saying they're in refugee camps. There's no food and you have no shelter. But you're still producing all these children. And this is a narrative that came to India and occupied the Indian subcontinent for... Um, for for 1300 years and it's still going on during the back door it's in our mind and it's still going on why do we have population because we are told that god wants us we must suffer for god we must die for god so go ahead and have these children at the end of the day you know it's it's we're, we're going to go to god but we're doing god's will and god is testing us he is freeing us from sin so as long as we convert per people this is going to happen so uh, it's okay. So at the end of the day, you understand the narrative behind this nonsense, this ignorance, this violence. It is a narrative. You cannot do anything about it. You can heal. Uh, you can spread the message. You can heal from the inside and say, this is not a narrative of peace. This is not a narrative of God. This is a narrative of colonialism, feudalism, telling you to go to war and die in someone's name. That is typical feudalism. And these were feudal ignorant empires. Now, it's the same thing for all Abrahamic religions. Every group is the same. They want to make children to produce, to control the land around them because the leader of that gang, of that tribe, wanted to control the water oasis, the caravan trades. Uh, they wanted to control uh, the economics of the land. Um, and so they invented this ideology uh, to survive on a land in a desert area, which they never understood. Uh, and I said, like I said, it's it's a very seismic area. People were dying all the time because of the volcanic eruptions. So they had to survive. So they said, keep keep producing more children because people were dying from the diseases and the pandemics. And at the same time, they wanted more land to survive. And so they they invented an ideology to uh, to get people to fall to 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 be to exist in order to control the economics of the land say god has told you to to do this god has told you to fight because in the end of the day the more they fight the more the land they control the more land they control the more economics but at the same time when you're fighting you're going to pay a price for it do you not understand that that's why that's why the Mughal Empire came down. That's why the Delhi Sultanate came down. That's why the Arabs came down. All the big empires, the Fatimids, they, um, the Fatimids came down. The uh, um, Almohads, Almoravids in Morocco came down. That is why uh, the Umayyads uh, came down. Um, all these empires have come down. Why? That's why the Christian empires have come down because war doesn't do anything. Just like America is in a war zone right now. They're always at war. War never does anything for you. You have to in you have to invest in economics and education to empower your human your human resources to heal. But if you don't do that, you're investing in war. At one time, the war will come to get you, and you will die out. But they don't understand that because their rhetoric has been institutionalized with this war, so they're going to continue it. And until you don't understand this, they are not. You know, it's never going to stop. So you have to understand this from the 
inside. That's point number one. Point number two, you have to heal with knowledge, with, with solutions, with uh with uh, with dialogue and that's important for you and he'll remove this this ignorance and, and move on from there and once you do that uh we will all heal together it's going to take a while but that's why we're leaving there's a lot of christians a lot of uh a lot of christians a lot of muslims leaving why if we have you see someone with a christian name and with a muslim name it's not because they are totally christian and muslim today it's because we are, we are born like this but we're leaving for the simple reason is we cannot take this anymore so we know a lot of people who are leaving and it's important to understand that there's a big, you know, a cleanup going on in our minds. And I hope that you have that chance to do a cleanup in your minds because we're leaving and we're saying enough is enough. We are not contributing to this ignorance anymore. So on that note, I thank you for your time. I hope you will go and, and look at the surahs, uh, chapter number nine that I gave you and in... Uh, and in uh, the Sunnah, um, Sunnah al-Nasai, the book of Jihad, my friend. And of course, you can go to the Bible. You can see a lot of that. The Old Testament, New Testament, it's a lot going on. But on that note, I take your leave. I thank you for your time. You have yourself a fantastic day.